What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ambar Podcast. Brian Barcelo, host of this episode. Today's guest, Nicole M. McNamara, author of the new hot novel, Hot <laughs> Voodoo. Thank you. And Nicole, thank you for accepting our invite. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're more than welcome. Hey, check this out. Tell us a little bit about your book. Um, so my book is Hot Voodoo. It is a mystery romance. It's um it's new adult, so my target audience is 20 to, um, I mean, really anybody after 20. Um, it's going to be the first, it's the first in a trilogy, so there are going to be two more installments. And it is about a, a girl named Casey Savoy who is looking for her missing sister who has been kidnapped three years prior to, um, three years prior and during Hurricane Katrina. So she is in New Orleans and she's looking for her sister a few years after Hurricane Katrina. Hey, you covered one of my other questions. So you do have some more novels coming after this one. Now, besides this series, are you working on anything else? Or you have something else in the works? I don't right now. I'm, I'm always thinking about other things. And of course, as a writer, I think everybody does that. Um, I, I have a lot of ideas that I'll that I'll start working on, but nothing nothing official. Just just the series at the moment. Now, is this your first novel? This is my this is my first novel to see the light of day. Yeah. Understood. So yeah, some other works that you hadn't published as of yet. Yes. Any chance of those coming out? Probably not. Um, I do have a full length fantasy novel that I wrote when I was a lot younger. Um, but it it is not fit for anybody to read um, at any time, and it would it would need extensive reworking, and it's not it's not in the same genre that I'm working in now. So I don't know that I'd go back to it. Now, once again, what type of genre is this that you're in this, now? This is mystery romance. Um, some people consider it just mystery thriller. There are elements of thriller in this novel, but there is there are also romantic. Um, elements that are pretty prevalent to the storyline. So I would say mystery romance. Understood. Like the top of um, the title, it seems to suggest some kind of a cult of supernatural. You know, the voodoo part. Is that not the case at all? I want to get the so, voodoo part. No, it is not. There's no supernatural element to the book. Um, the book is called Hot Voodoo, and it is a little bit of a play on the culture of New Orleans. Um, and that does show up in the book a little bit, but it's actually a song title. Um, and it's sung by Marlene Dietrich from a movie from the 1930s. And the song title and the lyrics play um, throughout the book. And the lyrics themselves talking about um, circumstances where the character is making poor decisions. Um, play into the lyrics of the song. So that is why it's called Hot Voodoo. Understood. So I guess it's safe to assume that the song was the inspiration? Um, The song wasn't the inspiration. Oh, no. Not safe to assume. <laughs> um, I actually started writing Hot Voodoo in college uh, 10 years ago. And it took me about five years to write on and off. It shouldn't have. It, it it didn't weren't five years, but it did take me five years on and off um, to write. And then it took me another five years to gain the courage to put it out there for the world. Um, but 
I started in college for a crime fiction writing class, which I knew nothing about. And I, um, I had family living in New Orleans um, and they moved there because of Hurricane Katrina um, to kind of rebuild. So a lot of that was, um, I really loved New Orleans. I never lived there, but I did, I did get to visit often. Um, and I really wanted to set my, my novel there. So I did. And then I just sort of, um, decided that I would create a storyline off of people that I was mad at in my life, <laughs> make bad things happen to them. So that was kind of my inspiration. Um, and that's not, it's not entirely where it went. Everybody's fictional. Everybody's fictional in the story. Um, but that is, that it, that was kind of my inspiration. I, I had to come up with something for a class and then I really ended up enjoying writing it and I just continued with it. Oh, wow. Looking forward to checking it out. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to your book. And tell me something. Does your book have that disclaimer? Um, any similarities to picture people? <laughs> I think it does. I, yep. It does. This book is <laughs> excellent. Because I know you said you're mad at people. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and then and then and stuff. I understand that you've been doing um, I guess they call it the tour. And you had a book signing recently. Wanna talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit? Yeah, I had um I had a really full weekend the other weekend. Um I had a um a book signing at my local library here and the local library purchased my book. So if you're in Florida and you're local, you can come check out my book at the Winter Park Library. Um, and then I also had a book signing at um, a local bookstore, um, Spellbound Bookstore in Sanford. And they also are selling my book so you can purchase my book through them. Mm -hmm. So um, I had I had a couple other book signings um, all pretty much local to central Florida. Um, I may be branching out to different areas in Florida soon. And I'm, I'm trying to take every opportunity I can to spread the word. That's what's up. Seems like you're doing fine so far. Now, um, the people that have been reading, have you been getting warm reception from your novel, the places you've been going? Um, yeah, I think so. I think um, I'm really bad at, at marketing myself, but I think the people who have read it, I've gotten really good. Um, I've gotten really good reviews. I've had a, a really, a lot of really positive feedback. Um, and I'm hoping that continues. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Just from judging from the excerpt, I mean, it draws you right in. I'm like really curious what's going to happen in this novel. Now, um, you said you don't have any other novels in the works right now if you were to choose another genre what would it be i would probably if i were to choose another genre entirely it would probably be fantasy um that is kind of my first love when it comes to writing it's the first time i ever dabbled in writing as i i, I wrote fantasy um because it's so easy to write about something that you have full license to create you don't, I, for, for hot voodoo, I had to do a lot of research. Um, there's, there's a real timeline involved with hurricane Katrina. Um, and there's real elements of new Orleans as a city and culturally what's happening. So I had to do a lot of research and even just, just mapping it out and some of the street names and where everything is located. Um, with, with fantasy, you don't have to do any of that. You just make it all up. And exactly. there's a lot of great life involved in that. 
Did you have any help with writing this? Or putting um, the book together? Oh no. No, I don't I I don't know if I could write with somebody else. I did have a lot of um I did have a lot of readers who read as I, I used to post it on Facebook a long, long time ago. I would post excerpts of it. And I did have a lot of friends in college that would um give me give me feedback. Um I did work in writers groups really early on where I would um bring bring parts of of my writing to the writers group and it, that that helped me tremendously um I don't think the story would be what it is if I didn't have outside um perspectives telling me what was working and what wasn't but as far as the writing's concerned no this is all me all right. And yeah, I didn't mean to suggest that you had a goat ride, ghost ride or anything, but I was thinking of um, proofreading and, and oh, helping out with research and so forth like that. No, I, I did all my own research. Oh, wow. I also all my own proofreading and editing, which I, is not common. Um, I really hope that it doesn't show that I did my own <laughs> editing reading. I, I know that it is really not, it's not something that is typically done. Um, you probably really shouldn't do it, but I, I have worked as a professional editor as well. Um, and I do feel, I, I felt pretty confident editing it myself. I did not hire an editor. I, I did edit it myself. I'm sure you save a lot doing that way too. Yes. But, um, but <laughs> that being said, I don't suggest other authors do it. I, I, I don't know that I'll do it again. I will probably hire an editor for a book too. Um, just because it's always safe to have another set of eyes looking at your work. Um, I just had spent so long not doing anything with my book that I didn't, I didn't want to have that be another excuse to not put the book out there. It was ready um, to go. I didn't I want to add another step when, it, when it wasn't necessary. Now tell me something. When you, you say sat the book down for a moment, when you pick it up, did you have any trouble or difficulty getting back into it? Yeah. Yeah. And even now as I'm writing book two, um, I think that my character, her, her adventure spans um, as so far has spanned the, the time frame of under a month. Um, and I have spent the time span of 10 years um, changing who I am as a person and uh, my life and, and um, going from a college student and then, um, getting, having kids, getting divorced, getting remarried, um, and all sorts of fun things in between. Um, I am a different person than, than who I was when I started writing it. And my character is not a different person. She's the same person. Um, hopefully she will have some, some growth by the end of her story, but, um, I do struggle to find, to find her, again, when I, as I'm writing and as I pick it back up, I don't think it's impossible. I think I am, but it, it is very different from, um, I think I really identified with my main, my main character, Casey, when I started writing it. And now I don't identify with her as much. Ah, understood. Now, what did you say the most challenging aspect um, to writing that you've um, encountered so far? I think the most challenging aspect to writing is, um, the idea of not being a good enough writer. Uh, I think self-doubt is the the most challenging aspect to writing and, and marketing. So as far as the writing itself, I love writing. Writing comes 
fairly naturally and easy to me. Um, it, it's cathartic. It's, it's something that I could do just for fun. Um, but when I start thinking about myself as an author for others, um, that is the scary part to me. And it's also scary for me to put myself out there and try and promote my book. Um, that is the chat. That is my challenge. Uh, I know that's not how it is for everybody, but that is definitely my challenge. From what I understand and speaking for myself, yeah, that's one of the biggest things and stuff. How did you overcome the hurdle? Um, I don't know that I have overcome the hurdle. I think, <laughs> I think that every day I have to tell myself that, um, I'm going to put myself out there and some days that works and some days that doesn't. And, um, when I make commitments to do certain things, I just do them scared. And, um, that, that, that's what it comes down to. I, to get my book out there, um, I just had to one day tell myself you're going to do it today. And, and one day I did, um, it, it had been ready for a really long time. And all it took was a couple of days of, um, you know, put it, putting it out there like I needed to, and it was all ready to go. It was just me holding myself back. Um, so now as I'm, as I'm working, it's, it's a day-to-day -day challenge. I just have to tell myself you can, you can do this or, or maybe you can't, but you're going to try anyway. Exactly. So I understand. Now you get um help or support from friends and family. Oh, absolutely. My husband Damon is a huge, huge, huge support. Um, he really pushed me to finally get myself out there. Um, friends that I had been that had read earlier on, they they also supported me in getting my book out there. They were very supportive when I finally did. Um, and and reading it and buying it and letting people know that it was out there. Um, so yes, that has been a great help. Oh, that's what's up. oh and shout out to Damon. And <laughs> <laughs> check this out. Um, customarily, well, towards the end of the podcast, I'm gonna give you a moment to um leave people with um maybe a positive message or something you just want to share with them. Um, but before we get into that. These um book signings that you went to, did you have to set these up yourself or did people contact you? Because I'm sure some people out here probably want who are writing books probably want to go do some book signings too. How do you go about doing that? Um, so at first I, I did set up a couple of my own book signings. It depends on the venue. Um places uh so I had a book signing at a local coffee shop. Um, you pay a fee to rent out the space and I did my own advertising and had the book signing there. Um, for festivals and book signings with large groups of authors, sometimes you also have to pay a fee for those. I did one like that, um, in St. Augustine. Um, but the Winter Park Library and the bookstore, they contacted me. So what I actually did, um, just some of this is all just, um, you know, putting your, putting yourself out there as much as you possibly can being that person who's just handing out cards all the time to strangers, which I hate doing. I hate doing, but I will do it. Right. Um, I left cards um, in local businesses. Anywhere I would go, I would leave cards. And I went to a couple local bookstores that, um, and this particular bookstore was brand new. And I walked in and I said, hey, I'm a local author. Here's my book. And the owner really enjoyed my book. And she she contacted me to do an interview and to do a book signing. Um, Winter Park Library 
was a free event as well, but they were, they were hosting it. So I had somebody tell me about it and I, I applied for it. So some of these, um, they ended up being great. I, I really, I sold every copy of my book that I had with me. Um, and I made a lot of great, great connections. So I, some, some things just, you got to put yourself out there and some things will be, um, I, I was contacted for, for both of those. Mm-hmm. And having to go out and, and set it up myself. But a lot of the times you do have to set it up yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on Nicole. The Nicole prior to the book, when I was a little hesitant about releasing, the Nicole now, the book signings, podcast interviews, so forth, you out there now. How do you feel? Do you, I mean, do you kind of look back at Delta Nicole and say you were afraid for nothing? I mean, how do you feel now? Sometimes, sometimes, yes. After, after a really great experience, um, getting my book out there, talking about my book, having people tell me they loved it. I, I will relish in that high and, and feel like, oh, I see, I, I knew I, I should have known that I could have done it all along. Um, and then after a while, I'll forget and <laughs> talk my back into it again. Um, but yeah, there was, I really wish that I had been able to get over my own fear and my own self-doubt earlier. And I think that that I think that that goes for everybody. You you can't you can't let that stand in your way. It it will be your biggest um it will be your biggest hurdle as your own self. Exactly. Now just I have a request and it's just a request. And I just thought of it while you thought I should have been listening more intently. But I'm wondering, would you read your excerpt? My, the back of my- the, yes, yeah. please. Yes. I think that'd be something cool to do. Okay. <laughs> so this is the excerpt on the back of my book, Hot Voodoo. Three years ago, Casey Savoy's little sister was kidnapped from her room in broad daylight. There was never a suspect or even a trail to follow. It was like she disappeared into thin air. The incident becomes the last in a string of odd tragedies, and it leaves Casey scrambling to pick up the broken pieces left behind in its wake. After all this time, though, Casey doesn't think she can stand living alone with her erratic mother for even another second. On impulse, she heads to her hometown, determined not to be a tourist. But just barely post-Katrina New Orleans is nothing like Casey remembers it. The devastation from the storm has seeped into the heart of the city and unearthed more than one mystery, including what really happened to Sophie Savoy. (laughs) Very nice. And thank you. And just now, we're getting down to it on the last few minutes. I said before, it's customary to have a guest, you know, these parting words or words of wisdom or just anything you may want to say that we haven't covered at the time. Okay. Um, I think that for any aspiring writer, um, don't be afraid. I have to tell myself that every single day and it's true or, or be afraid and just do it anyway. Um, that's my biggest advice to you as a writer is just put yourself out there. And um, the worst that can happen is nothing. Um, you you created something. You should be proud of that. And um, people will will either love it or they'll hate it, or you'll get a mix of both. And and that's okay. So don't don't be afraid. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, and um, you get an experience. You'll definitely get experience by giving it a shot. And like you said, if you don't try it, nothing's going to happen anyway. But if you do. That's what I'm sure you're thinking about. I think about the same thing. Something good could happen if I do. So, yeah, that's really good. Let's say goodbye to everybody. One moment, please. 
everybody. It's another episode of the Yambar Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to remind you guys to check out our previous Yambar Podcast guests. And always remember that the Yambar Podcast is a place where you make it happen. Once again, my name is Brian Barcelo, here with Nicole M. McNamara, author of the book Hot Voodoo. Yes. And you can pick that up where? Um, Amazon for paperback, hardback, and ebook. That's what's up. Everybody, take care. Peace out, everybody. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much.